big boy things Hutman style welcome to the legacy podcast the very first episode man it's been a long time coming i've been actually contemplating on putting this thing out <laughs> i promised a lot of people that i was gonna do it but uh, you know uh, i've been held up doing all sorts of things just trying to put food on the table but now i figured here's a lockdown and i'm bored 90% of the time I'm at the crib, I'm bored. <laughs> but don't worry, man. I'm keeping your company up until this lockdown is declared dead and the coronavirus is no more. And then we can finally go back to our normal lives. But until then, you are stuck with me. Well, I'll try every day to, to put up an episode. You know, I'll try and make it like a daily thing depending on how the situation is but um, preferably like every two days i don't want to bombard you with a lot of things i know you got things to do of your own um but uh before uh, i start this podcast and uh, the reason why i called it the legacy uh, the legacy it's a company it's a it's a media company that that foresees everything that that is done by myself and, and my partners. Um, let me not get into that. It's it's for another podcast. Um, yeah, man, it feels good to finally do something that I've been longing to do. Feels great, actually. And uh, let me just tackle this issue before I even say anything else. I, I feel like uh, the way the international community handling this COVID-19 thing it shows a lot that Africa as a continent is the least of everybody's worries like Africa has always been the dumping side of the the West um, and, and and recently China now a, a lot of reports that have been in the media is that people are concerned that the reason why Africa doesn't have so many cases is because we don't have <laughs> we don't have enough testing kits and I'm, I'm asking myself if, if that was the case that ignorance is what's happening in Africa then how come there's so little deaths as compared to them you know in Botswana, we only have like one death. And presumably, a lot of people have been of the opinion that Botswana doesn't have a lot of cases because we haven't tested anyone. Then a lot of people would have died like they're dying in Italy. Like they died in China. All those first world countries, like they, they don't know how to contain the virus. I'm not saying that down here in Africa we know how to contain it but it doesn't seem like we have a lot of it and uh, that alone it's, it's causing concern a lot of people are, are doubting that nah there's no way those niggas down there could contain the virus better than we do better than yeah man but it is what it is what it is but uh, we move as long as we we adhere to the rules and regulations that have been put forward by our government. 
I feel like we can defeat this thing and move on with our normal lives. Um, but to be honest, man, like, I don't see how we're going to tackle this. This is an invincible enemy. You, you, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't see it coming. There's no cure. There's no vaccine for it. And that's, that's the most... That's the most... What you might call... That's the most uh, concerning thing, for lack of a better word, about this. Is that we don't know what's going to happen. A lot of the things that we're doing right now, we just... We're working on blind faith. You know, our government systems, are, they were never ready for something like this. It's, it's a pandemic that sees no color. It sees no class. You know, so you cannot really blame your government wherever you are, either be in South Africa. Like, you, you read a lot of comments on social media. At first, people felt like, the Cyril Ramaphosa's administration did not handle the the, 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 the the virus well. And then I'm asking myself, how was he to know? Because nobody really knows how to, how, how to tackle this. Even in China, it took them a long time to figure out how to deal with it. You know, a lockdown is one of the things that you will put forward as a government but at the same time if you are not ready for something as big as this one you are bound to fail and i feel like a lot of unnecessary pressure was was mounted on our leaders our leaders will do what they do it's not their fault that our our health system has, has been the way it is for many years i mean if you look at the situation in we are faced with the challenge that nobody really knows what they're doing we don't have enough facilities as i read somewhere was um apparently we only have like icu beds that can con- contain like is it 500 or 800 if i'm not mistaken i stand corrected but those are the, the things that no government can really say no we were well prepared for this we knew what was coming no first world country like the USA they don't know what they're doing Trump is talking shit all he wants because he knows that if he can contain something as big as this nobody else is going to contain it and uh, you know what I, I don't understand people who send me messages when I'm working And it's not even a message that makes sense anyways. Like, <laughs> oh man. Yeah, as I was saying before, I was rudely interrupted. Thank you. I'm saying like a country like the USA, they themselves, they don't even know what they're doing. They just... It's vibes for them. So to put that much pressure on uh, on a country like Botswana with little resources I mean the government will do what it does the little that we do if we can have a lockdown for 28 days let's see how it goes can we contain it for 28 days though I don't think so 
So with the call for the state of emergency, that was just the backup plan to say, if the 28 days lapses and we still haven't done anything, then we are well within our rights to extend the, the lockdown like they did in South Africa because there was no way they were just going to be there after, after was it 21 days? Initially, yeah, they were given 21 days in South Africa, but um, they, they have since been given two more weeks. And I think the same thing is going to happen in Botswana because we're getting new cases every day. The Princess Marina thing, the MPs as well. So it's a mess. It's a mess. But you know what? We cannot blame anyone for this. This is something that we were not expecting. We were not expecting this. Not at all. We couldn't have seen it coming. We heard that it was coming, but we didn't think that it was going to shock everyone the way it did. And now we are locked up. All of us. Doesn't matter if you're white. It doesn't matter if you're black. Doesn't matter if you got money. We all in the same boat. And that kind of reminds me of the Titanic, actually. <laughs> I like using the Titanic analogy because it's so true, yet so funny that uh, we take a lot of things for granted as people. You know, with the money that we have, the fleshy cars, the jewelry the shiny shirts i don't know if people still wear shiny shirts <laughs> i don't even know if people still wear shiny shirts but anyway my point is that we we, we take life for granted and when the moment we are faced with the situation like this one we are all the same i use the titanic analogy because one section i don't know if it was the bottom or top I think the bottom one were all the rich people, the upper class. They had to, you know, they were reserved. All the all the nice rooms and everything. And the top part, that's where all the the less fortunate people, for lack of a better word, like the working class, were were given the top part of the boat. But the moment it hit that iceberg, they all died. It didn't matter whether you were in first class or not. It did not matter. And that's the situation that we are faced with right now. It doesn't matter if you are a president. It doesn't matter if you are a king. It doesn't matter if you are a queen. It doesn't matter if you are hot. It doesn't matter if you are just ordinary looking the COVID-19 thing is it sees no color it does not discriminate if there's one thing that doesn't discriminate is this one is this one so yeah man we just need to take care of ourselves I mean look at right now the education system That, that, that's, that's my biggest worry because I don't know how they're going to do that going forward I don't know how they're going to handle the situation going forward it's it's quite funny in a way and quite ironic as well that we we take education for granted as well it goes back to, to humanity taking 
a lot of things for granted we, we, we take a lot of things for granted and and now once we are faced with something as big as this one we don't know what to do everything stops there will be no school for the next six months at least in Botswana with this state of emergency unless the situation of course goes back to normalcy but uh, everything will be determined by how we handle ourselves I mean the rules and regulations are there that we need to stay home stay home guys you need to stay home the government is not saying stay home to dick you about no them niggas are just trying to protect you they're trying to save you from yourself stay home you keep going out there going to queue at the dc's office you queuing for a permit just to go to the shops to buy bread sometimes we just need to think for ourselves and say the government cannot do everything for us we need to think for ourselves it's not funny no more but anyway man we we don't take a lot of things seriously but that that, that is on us that is on us you know the tertiary students like most a lot of people are supposed to graduate now they they won't graduate a lot of people were in their final year it looks like they're gonna have to redo it again next year because it's it's it, it has a domino effect on everyone you know you can't go to the next level if another person in front of you can't proceed so you have to wait the primary school kids if you have a child who was in in the fifth grade it, it looks like they're gonna have to repeat and do it again you know it's it's an inconvenience you know? the whole world is inconvenienced we were not expecting this nobody was you know the EPL as well Liverpool looked like they were going to win the league they just looks like they're gonna have to wait for another 30 years so it's an inconvenience for everyone if you are told to stay at home and you think like we're trying to screw you over we're trying to deny you greatness well we're doing it for your own good and some of the requests that you guys put they're ridiculous like i go on social media a lot you know the, the minister of, uh, of trade what's her name again um peggy seran i don't know if that's her name hey twitter feed is always a circus because you guys they you, you demanding things that are impossible you demanding things that are impossible like the more you demand things and you want the government to bend the rules for you the more we're gonna stay in this lockdown there will be an extension again there will be an extension the more you keep demanding things like you you want shops to be open so that you can go buy clothes winter clothes are you serious 
are you serious in the way i see it they just niggas are just disgruntled because niggas just want to leave the house and a lot of it has got something to do with alcohol it's not a joke though A lot of the complaints and, and the suggestions, they got nothing to do with economic dispensation. And what is happening to, to, to the economy, it has got nothing to do with that. You guys just want alcohol. You're looking for an excuse to get the, the, the restaurants open. The suggestions that at least if the, the restaurant can open and, and sell alcohol as takeaway, that, that's ridiculous. There's a reason why the government doesn't want you guys drinking because they know how you guys act when you drink. Stay home, guys. And I'm not trying to be funny and I'm not talking from a point of privilege, you know what I mean? I'm not talking from a point of privilege at all. I'm just being real. I'm trying to keep it real as much as possible. We just need to stay home. There's no excuse about it. And stop taking <laughs> stop taking advantage of this pandemic. Selling hand sanitizer. Who told you you can make hand sanitizer? You guys are unbelievable. You you selling hand sanitizer that is mixed with God knows what. And your prices are exuberant. Like, guys, come on, man. Sometimes we just need to think. I, I, I read earlier, I think it was a tweet. Uh, this guy... He bought a whole lot of hand sanitizers. He bought, I think, the Max. I can't remember exactly what the other item was. And the gloves as well. He bought all those things in the hope that he was going to sell them. But now the stock is at home. He doesn't know what to do with them. And the stuff apparently costs millions of rents this thing happened in south africa now he doesn't know where to sell the stuff because people are on lockdown why doesn't he just sell it to the government and the government is not just going to buy Dubu. we don't know where he got that thing from nobody does so he's running at a loss while everybody should be home this is not a time to be a businessman this is not the time Anyway, guys, just stay home, man. It's for your own good. I don't know how you guys have been coping throughout this lockdown. Because uh, your boy is not coping. You know. I don't know what you guys do. If you got to exercise, exercise. If you're cooking, cook. If you got your YouTube channel, get on that. Get on that. You got a podcast like I do. Get on that. Do everything to kill time because we're still going to be in this lockdown for the longest time. I don't mean to scare you, but I'm just keeping you real. Until we meet again, man. Well, we got so many things to talk about that, you know, 
I know for sure that this is not the last time. It's only the first episode, you know what I mean. So, thanks for listening. And uh, if you downloaded the podcast, thanks for downloading. Thanks for tuning in. Until we meet again next time. Peace out.